game begin. Hi, and welcome to the second episode of Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family-first fanboy fun. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me today are my fellow dads, Zach. Hello there. Kevin. How's everybody doing? And Aaron. Hey, guys. All right. Well, before we get started, I want to say, uh, actually, we wanted to say a quick thank you to all of our listeners who listened to the first episode. Uh, You guys have been giving us some uh, amazing feedback so far. Uh, It's been wonderfully positive. And so just wanted to say thank you for that. Uh, There's a couple different places that you can submit feedback. If you've got a question or a comment for the show, anything you want, just go to dadgumnerds.com slash contact. Uh, and that will send it straight to us. And I guarantee you that we will read it. So anyway, just wanted to say a quick thank you guys. Uh, well, today's topic is going to be about Star Wars and how the original trilogy fits in with the rest of the films. But first, just wanted to do a dad check in and see if anything happened in the realm of dad life this week. Actually, I actually I did have one thing that happened oh, right good. before we started. Oh, that's happened to you. I know. Finally, finally. <laughs> uh, my uh, almost one year old Theodore actually took his very first steps today. Oh, oh how appropriate for a Star Wars podcast into a larger world. Exactly. Your house will never be the same. You're so never. Uh, we're, we're super excited. So uh, long time coming. Uh, anyone else? My three and a half year old drew an AT-AT walker with snow speeders and Luke with a lightsaber on his uh, Magna Doodle. I'm so proud of him. So, you know, first steps versus versus artist. It was pretty great. I'm not going to lie. I was very impressed. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, my son tonight decided to be a DJ, a 17th month old DJ. So his grandmother recently got him some Daniel Tiger song books. Fantastic show. Daniel Tiger's awesome. Fantastic show. Well, we just happened to walk in on him. He had three of the songbooks all opened up in front of him displayed. And one of them has like a faulty battery in it. So it only plays like the first half note, but he was playing <laughs> two of them. So they're playing on simultaneously. And then the one with the half dead battery, he had his finger stuck on the button. So it was just going. And so he's there like doing his own little mixtape for a toddler with Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. And I mean, he did pretty well for a little white kid. I was impressed. Great. He's got a wedding book next week. Oh, listen, that toddler party. He's going to kill. He's going to kill it. Now next, my my boy, Barney, (laughs) (laughs) which isn't Uh, really still a thing. We're going to kick it over to our discussion today. Uh, Believe it or not, for those listening, this actually was the question that prompted us to start this podcast. This birthed dadgum nerds. And the question that we are going to be tackling today is obviously a Star Wars one, but specifically it is what makes a Star Wars movie a Star Wars movie? And has that changed? So what makes a Star Wars movie a Star Wars movie? And has that changed? And I think if we're going to ask what makes a Star Wars movie a Star Wars movie, you kind of have to define that. So school. So what makes a Star Wars movie a Star Wars movie? Like it's magic. All right. It's magic since 1977. But most of all, you have to have clear good versus clear evil. You know, it's the light side versus the dark side. That That's one of the key ingredients to a Star Wars film. 
I mean, that's why that's why it resonated with folks. I mean, if you if you look at the movie industry at that time, you had so many dark movies that had mm-hmm. sad endings. And here you have this one where the good guys actually win in the end. And I, I think that's why it resonated with kids, with adults, with everyone is you just right. needed that feel good story, but on an well, epic scale. It's and we a classic were coming, hero's journey. We were coming out of a time to yes. culturally the, the Vietnam War had just ended a few a few years ago where, mm-hmm. where you know, society is. Uh, very tumultuous there's all kinds of political issues going on at the time so to have a movie where the good guys are the good guys and the bad guys are the bad guys and you can cheer for the the good guys and watch the bad guys be defeated and it was very clear cut on who was who um was fantastic it was was very much a modern Grimm's fairy tale for its time oh well Mm -hmm. it is a fairy tale i mean star wars is myth i mean from the opening line a long time ago in a galaxy far far away I mean, that set the precedent for a sci-fi fairy tale. And, you know, it, it also provided hope, hope that despite the overwhelming odds, the good guys have a chance. And, you know, George Lucas even said from the get go, this was meant for kids and giving them that element of hope, that story to get excited about. I, I think that is is at the core of anything Star Wars. You have to have hope. I mean, what what's the title of the first movie. I don't know. Episode so what is the title it, of the first Phantom one? Phantom Menace. And what do we have every time a new movie comes out? <laughs> a bunch of hope. <laughs> oh, a bunch, oh, bunch, bunch of da- dashed hope. <laughs> well, and, and I'd argue too, there's an engaging, purposeful, heroic arc for all of their characters. Um, there's mm-hmm. a reason they, they for those to characters be. to be in there. Yeah, try to as much as they possibly can. Um, it's engaging and it's heroic too. It's that good and evil aspect but it's one where uh, kids can really look up to. It's it, it's a clear cut good and evil to you guys' point. Well, you, you mentioned this earlier, but hero's journey. I mean, you have the everyman who's called into an adventure bigger than himself and that there's ups and downs like they don't always win. There's there's sometimes they have setbacks and then seeing things succeed. But then sometimes the bad guys win for a little bit. But that back and forth ultimately leads to the redemptive hopeful ending of good wins out in the end. Do you guys feel like uh, the practical effects that it pioneered, the special effects that it did? Uh, do you think that plays in at all to the definition of what a Star Wars film is? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if it does, but, you're going to be in a sinking ship like, for this whole conversation. A sinking I, Star Destroyer? I, I think sure. I think it does. Maybe not to the same degree that character and the, the character arcs and and good versus evil and everything does. But I do think. Um, because it was there it, certainly in the original trilogy and in the the prequel trilogy as well. I think pushing the envelope on movie technology, movie making technology is uh, at least a minor factor of what makes yeah, Star it's Wars part of the life. What it really did, though, is. if you really look back at the originals, there was no CGI. It pushed practical effects. Mm-hmm. So pushing right. CGI is sort of a different element um, that Star Wars tries to do, but doesn't really do. But but what were those practical effects at the time that? That was the best they could do with the technology at the time and then took it a step further. So it's not necessarily that it wasn't CGI because there was a time it's bleeding edge, right? Because there was a time when CGI was the bleeding edge. I mean, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park is a great example of, all right, CGI is used effectively along Uh, with practical effects. Yes. And if Star Wars came out when Jurassic Park would have, I would agree with that. But it doesn't st- come uh, down to CGI or practical. It comes down to are you using industry pushing technology? 
what which, else would you add to the definition of what a Star Wars movie is? Well, I think you also have to have the force. I mean, you have to have some element of magic. Um, it doesn't have to be the whole movie, but at some point, if if it's going to live up to a fairy tale, you have to have that it all ends at midnight factor. You have to have that one suspension of, of disbelief that you have to buy as the audience of like, okay, well, I, I know that ships can't travel at hyperspace and there aren't actually lightsabers, but I'll give them that. And so I feel like a Star Wars movie has to have at least one element of magic to make it feel like Star Wars. And I would add to that, that, that Star Wars at its core is really more fantasy than it is sci-fi just oh, to Zach's, oh, yeah. Zach's okay. point and that the technology, it matters, but only to a certain point. So when you start introduce when, when the sci-fi technology starts to override the fantasy element as, as the main part of the plot, like ship fuel, then it becomes it becomes an issue. <laughs> you are bitter about that. Like, Star Wars. Star Wars. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just throwing out at random examples like here. Most oh, okay. Star Wars movies with CGI. So I I think it's a pretty a fairly comprehensive, uh, if not overly comprehensive, version of what a Star Wars movie is. But the the second part of this question is: Has that changed? Is what makes a Star Wars movie a Star Wars movie? Has that standard changed? And Aaron, yes. I think I'll, I'll kick it to you first. Sure. Uh, I think it has changed. I don't think it should have changed. And um, I'll go. I don't want to start with the the movie making technology. Um, I actually want to start with just the points that Zach made about about character arc and good versus evil <laughs> or lack I think, thereof or, or, or lack thereof, because I think what we've seen um, once you move past the original trilogy and, and and the prequels into the sequels and to a certain extent, the TV shows um, and some of the other mediums, um, that's not there. There is an intentional um, mm -hmm. decision made to make it much more gray, to 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 start to blur the lines on good guys versus bad guys. And that resulted in and this is specific to the pre, uh, excuse me, the sequels um, that resulted in rewriting entire characters. Um, and that ties into the story arc. So you have well, Luke Skywalker. Look at yeah. the name Ooh. of the main character, Ray. What color does that remind you of? Oh, God. <laughs> Ray. Like, they literally, like, we really? kind of want really? someone who strides the line. Uh, and, I don't know. Gray. Hey, let's remove the G. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying anything that, that plenty of other people haven't said. Like, we all know that um, the character of Luke in the sequels was completely rewritten, much to the chagrin of, of Mark Hamill. And, and, but I, I think chagrin that is gets nice to the very, that's a nice very word for how we felt it's about a fun things. Word. It's like saying Pishaw. <laughs> I think it's the very heart of <laughs> we're what a we're family show. Here, though, so right? we're going like, to say chagrin. Yeah. Chagrin. Um, Bless your heart. <laughs> they, they took what was, what made his character great. They took what made good, good and evil, evil. And the idea of, of redemption for even the most, um, darkest, most evil person in the galaxy is not beyond the reach of that redemption and throw it out the window. And we can, the, and of course the question isn't whether that's, is that good storytelling or is that bad storytelling? Um, no, it's, it's, it's bad. Storytelling. Whether, I'll answer that for it's you. whether it's a good star Wars storytelling or bad star Wars storytelling. And um, I guess an argument could certainly be made that you have to have characters go on unique journeys and discover things and, and go through struggles. Um, but it certainly left me with the sense that, um, they didn't care so much about that as they cared about getting the plot to the place they wanted it to be. Um, and they, mm -hmm. they threw away yeah. everything that originally 
you know, this good, this very clear cut good versus evil. So and you care, you care more about the the storytelling the aspect of it. Yeah, the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and, mm-hmm. and we can, we can talk more about this if we want to. I think the Skywalkers uh, and, and by extension, the solos are such a core Star Wars is their story. And there's plenty of it's stories to tell beyond that. It's called yeah. the Skywalker but, saga. Right. And, and there's plenty <laughs> of elements and areas of the galaxy that that novels and games explore beyond them. Um, but I think they are the, at the heart of Star Wars, them or in their family, you know, their 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 family members and everything are at the heart of what makes Star Wars Star Wars. So when you start to move away from them or you start to warp their characters and change their characters just so you can write in other ones, uh, I start I feel like you start messing with the formula. I'm not opposed to new characters. I'm opposed to bad new characters. Amen. There's a lot of those. So I would assume then that uh, Zach and Aaron, you guys are pretty much of the same mind and accord on this one. Oh, we're uh, we're he, like from uh, the expanded universe, is, the solo twins. Like we're we're yeah. we've got a connection. I mean, we, <laughs> we typically you guys have, like grew up together. I mean, we grew up reading the same books, playing yeah. the same games like Aaron we, and I. We, we we've we, had these discussions around a few campfires before. <laughs> uh, a few campfires over a couple rounds of Battlefront 2, the original PlayStation 2 Battlefront 2. Yeah, mind yeah, you. yeah, kids. There was a there was a Battlefront 2 before there was a Battlefront 2. That was way uh, better. So much fun. I remember grinding so hard in that game to get the elite weapons and that that stupid shotgun. Oh, Once you oh had the elite weapons, you were god mode. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and this this actually brings up uh something that I know a lot of people point out and i think we should bring up is are we blinded by nostalgia goggles yes and i think and i think i think to a certain extent i'm going to admit yes that that is true that's absolutely true that's where you talk we talk about you know battlefield 2 is better feel that or or, battlefront 2 excuse me that is something completely different battlefront 2 is better than battlefront 2 yeah that's definitely an element (laughs) there but i think when you get to the core of it i think even when you take the nostalgia goggles off there is uh, a very tr- the, the core answer is that, yes, that that the Star Wars has moved away. Kevin, I'm getting the vibe that uh, you may not feel the same way that Zach and Aaron do. Yeah. So don't interrupt me too much. Let me finish. I have a couple of thoughts here. I'll oh, start boy. by saying I've been Hi. a Star Wars fan longer than these people have been alive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm talking to you right now. Wow. Just pulling fired. that card. Not as hard, just pull not it as hard car as them, but. So for me, it came down to the beginning questions around, okay, so if I start with the prequels, do I praise them or do I knock them when I have conversations? I criticize them. The originals, do I praise them or do I criticize them? I praise them. The sequel trilogy, do I praise them or do I criticize them? I criticize them. The standalones, do I praise them or do I criticize them? I criticize them. So of the 11 films, I only like three of them. It's because you're a real critical guy. Well, I, I, just, I just don't think they're good films. I think they've, they leaned so much on CGI and the pushing of effects that it halts story. I'm one of the, I believe that if George Lucas had the technology that he used in episode one when he made A New Hope, then the only Star Wars movie he would have is A New Hope. That's, that's uh, no, I, actually, I, would push I see back, I'd push back in, on that. Wow, I, I okay. push back on that as far as he, he would have made more. He had plans to go... For nine he had, films. He had plans to go, but that doesn't mean he had funding to go back then. So if you take away the riches that he has and just think of, okay, I'm this guy who's making this movie. And if I just don't have these con- creative constraints that he had when he made the new hope, 
like he didn't for any other film that he made. I don't, I think he would have gone crazy and gotten too. But that's uh, one of the things that too made much of the Star Wars. <laughs> that's what made Star Wars. Star Wars though was, the, beginning the, was, was more, the limitations. But right. But if you take out those limitations, when he makes a new hope, I, a new hope is not what it is. And a new hope is just this other sci-fi film that, okay, but- that could have been great. Kind of like Willow, like it could have been great, but it wasn't. But but I mean, but does okay. that affect the story? Because listen, there there are some I can't watch glaring it. problems with the prequels. Uh, I don't think we're we're gonna have any argument there. But the story of the prequels is still it's a great descent into the dark side. I mean, it's the it's the perfect inverse to the original trilogy. Like, but do you like, want to watch it again? Do you want to watch it again? The original trilogy? Heck yeah. No, the pre the prequels. Outside of the original episode trilogy, three, do you I, ever I do. want to watch another one? Episode three, yes. Oh, yeah. Revenge of the Sith is a great, like, it's a fun movie. It's fun to watch. It's got it's, its, its flaws. Movie. It's got its flaws. But man, once Anakin starts turning to the dark side, that movie becomes something special. So this actually goes back, and I, I see the point you're making, Kevin, and I, I, I'm sure this is in an interview or something somewhere. You know, when making the prequels, um, George Lucas put a lot of emphasis on Jar Jar Binks. Um, <laughs> but did, did this he do that? He's not, we he's do not, not speak that. I know, I know. Kids Cover your might listen children. to this, this I know, podcast. I know, I can't, you know, count on me to, to bring it up. But, you know, did he exist because he's a, he's, you know, this core character, character that drives the something plot cool? No, he existed because I think at least it, 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 Lucas wanted to see, can we pull off a full CGI character throughout the whole movie. And on the one hand you go, wow, yeah, you did there. And that set the stage for like, we don't have, we would not have Avengers. If, if right. I hate to say oh. this, if Jar Jar didn't exist, well, we wouldn't have had, but that doesn't Smeagol. make him a good character. That's very, that's true. Too. We wouldn't have had Smeagol or Gollum. Like we wouldn't but have had, listen, we wouldn't have had Andy l- circus without <clears throat> Jar Jar Binks. There you go. And I hate, you know, it, it's painful, painful to admit that oh, it's painful, um, to but even it's, have those but words it's come true. Out of my mouth. But again, that doesn't make him a good, obviously that it doesn't, doesn't make him a good, make a good character. And he doesn't, except for his bumbling mistakes does not really, you know, he doesn't drive the plot forward in any meaningful way. However, um, that, so I Kevin's see your point. point. I do see your point, Kevin. To Kevin's point though, that is a character that was dreamt up by the guy who made Star Wars, George Lucas. Well, George Lucas. Because he had all the tools. Like, who else would have been, like, thought up back then So if it, he uh, had all those tools? And and to Kevin's point, Lucas even admitted that he wanted to start with episode one, but he didn't feel like the technology was at the point where he could create the scale of the battles that he wanted and so mm-hmm. instead he chose the point in the timeline that he felt he could with existing technology, um, which was four, five and six, which, makes yep, which was the original trilogy, um, which to me then begs the question is, but but does that still mean that the story was flawed or was it the mode that George Lucas chose for the prequels and then Disney chose for the sequels? Was that flawed? Yeah. Well, for I, me, it's like, do I want to watch it? What's the rewatch value? Like for me personally, the new Star Trek movies are done so much better than anything outside okay. Okay. of the original trilogy. Okay. Like yeah. I would much rather, I'd much yeah. rather watch those. I'd much drop, rather watch the new Star Trek movies. I had to drop the S bomb. The Star no, I'm Trek. I'm actually on Into Kevin's. Darkness is just Wrath of Khan flipped on its head. 
but it's a reboot. It's a reboot for a new mm-hmm. audience. And I think that's what Star Wars needs. If you had one lead like a John Favreau say, okay, John, we want you to start back with episode one and redo the whole series to make it more cohesive. That's exactly what Star Trek did. It rebooted it for its fans. Hmm. which is what they tried to do with the sequel trilogy and just fell flat on their face. Yeah. You're going to have star Trek fans. And I know we're talking about star Wars, but you're going to have star Trek fans who push back on, uh, you know, there's no way that star Trek into darkness was anywhere close to the, the feel of wrath of Khan, you know, the original star Trek too. Right. And that's fair. It's not about, or it's even kind of like, there's no weightiness at all to star Trek beyond. It's just kind of this trivial one-off like extended episode. But, but, and, Exactly. It was, not about that. It, was about, it was about a reboot for the, for a new fan base. Mm-hmm. Like for them, they were trying to get in the movie business when Star Trek historically is in the TV business. Right. Like it's all about rebooting. It's all about rebooting <laughs> new fans. Transformers did the same thing. So actually on that, to answer Kevin's question, I actually um, for a long time, I took the, the typical route of, uh, you know, original trilogy or bust. But as I don't know if it's since the sequels came out, I had a re re uh Reemerging appreciation for the prequels. No, I or, just started or, miss George or, Lucas. Or, or, or no, what I, it is. I, I think I agree with win. Zach. I agree with Zach. The, the story arc, when taken as a whole, as six movies and like CGI, you know, the acting, oh, the you know, what have you great. in the prequels. But yeah. I do appreciate the the storytelling, and I think it goes back to the some of the main elements we mentioned. You have this clear cut good and evil. You have the story arcs that include, you know, it's basically the Skywalker family story, and you have. Uh, redemption and the prequels basically I think strengthen the redemption because it shows the the descent into darkness and and, and not just for Anakin but the, you know the galaxy as a whole and everything um so I actually do like re-watching the prequels um except for mid- two I'm sorry I can't get through two but I can't oh, watch days. move I can't watch films that do CG just for the sake of CG and that's well, what I feel like the prequels are. I w- and I would agree I but I I guess my argument is I don't re-watch the prequels you know, because the effects are amazing or whatever, even though I think at the time they kind of were. Um, Jurassic Park was it, still better than it came it out before it. So, yeah, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to eat these words, but I, I will concede this point to Kevin. That, nice. I love it. That the <laughs> argument we are making though, Aaron is about the story, which we have further supplemented through the video games we played, the books we read. But and if you take it, if you take it purely by movies, Not my heart. Exactly. It, they're they're unpalatable like I, I agree i tried watching i love star wars i yep. tried watching episode two with my wife because she had never seen it which we shut it off what, for for the record that was like the month after we were married i was like okay this has to be remedied if we're well, going to yeah. continue <laughs> yeah. this wait until you're in the um, bounds of marriage but for that like i i struggled through it because to kevin's point the mode the cg that the acting, acting the script the dialogue ah so so again lucas Great memes, lucas oh listen <laughs> the prequel series is the greatest meme generator of all time it's awesome. Great. but but george lucas was lucky that he had created a galaxy strong mm-hmm. enough to withstand, to withstand his up. throwing it through a trash well, compactor. <laughs> well, and I will say this, the prequels often get thrown under the bus as they rightly should in some ways when it comes to details. So the scripting, when it comes to what's being said, but I think details. all of us here would argue. <laughs> like the CGI, it. the scripting, the acting, that's like saying, well, your nose no. and your mouth and your eyes are just the no, details of your they face. Are major, they are major details, <laughs> but what I'm talking about is that the arc that's in the prequels, I think all of us would argue holds merit it's part of the the whole story and 
feels like Star Wars at the I, end of the day. And I think that's what you're I agree, Andrew. And I think the way I'd phrase it is, yeah, maybe the details just are not there. Like the casting main, your main character. Right. Little things like that. <laughs> no. But the main like bulk plot points of this mystery of this clone army and the rise of the CIS and all of it being manipulated in the background by Palpatine. And then, of course, Anakin, um, maybe not the best acted, but you, you can tell that the character <laughs> is, you know, he's pushing back against his master. He's pushing the limits. He's not respectful. Mm -hmm. All these little things you're starting to see the loss of his mother. Like you can't. That happens in episode two. If you skip over that, everything that happens in episode three doesn't make any sense. Right. Um. So especially mm -hmm. like the political behind the scenes stuff, which I always thought was the most fascinating. I know everyone. That's the reasons people hate the prequels. I <laughs> thought that was the most fascinating. Even when you don't read the novels of him just manipulating everything behind the scenes. I think those bulk plot points are, are critical and they do feel like well, and, Star Wars. And the political maneuvering felt closer to real life in the sense that you're like, no, I could see someone behind the scenes manipulating the politics to put them in a position of power. Like it resonates because we see that enacted in life. Whereas in contrast mm -hmm. in real life, you don't have someone who hasn't been mentioned for almost three movies who all of a sudden has a bajillion <laughs> ships constructed by who knows what workforce readily available. Right. So that that's why that didn't sit well. So, so great and, comparison, right? So there's there's almost a million clones. They come out that that, you know, come quote, come out of nowhere. But there's a very, very good explanation as to how that critical plot point that has yes. to be explained mm -hmm. is explained it wasn't some how did palpatine survive uh dark sith magic all things that sith know okay we it's couldn't think of anything else to write right <laughs> where did ten thousand star destroyers end up on this planet who made them well you know i don't know they're just ILM. there like the clone army we don't know it just looks cool explained dun, dun, in dun. a few really lines but it's but it's an actual interesting plot point that if you know if you read the novels you get more out of it but even if you don't you're like okay there's something wanna, going on here but and i don't want to have up. to read the novels well, but you don't you don't obi-wan discovers it he knows that sifo-dyas placed the order 10 years ago and you go oh, oh so you're there's something the prequels. Okay. yeah the prequels there's something off here and you know that there's something being manipulated behind the scenes it's mm -hmm. not just where did this million man clone army come from ah the plot demanded it uh <laughs> moving on jx machina yeah. There if, we go. if they did reboot the series and start back at episode one, I'd I'd like them to keep the original trilogy as true as possible. Um, clean up the prequel and totally redo. I agree. The sequel. Well, and that's my argument is that Scrap. you have at least an arc in all of episodes one, two, three that builds up to four, five, five and six. six. And then seven, eight, nine, it's like they're three totally separate movies that they have need no to call, backbone to They need them. to call them epilogue, not not the sequel trilogy. <laughs> it feels like Don't DLC. grace it with the word trilogy. It is an epilogue. Like, hey, this is epilogue. what might have happened. But and that's and that's my argument, though, for why seven, eight, nine have such a hard time and why people push back on it so much why it doesn't sit well with me is because there's no overarching arc to seven, eight, nine. There are three completely disparate storytelling mediums. Yep. And that's a problem, which if you're trying to create a trilogy and you're trying to create a universe in a galaxy far, far away. 
And, and, and sorry, go ahead, Zach. Well, and I was going to say, I think this stumbles upon another key ingredient of a Star Wars movie is that it's meant to be told serialized. It's meant to be a trilogy. It's a story that that builds upon the previous chapter. Whereas you look at, to Andrew's well, point, seven, eight, well, nine. Well, then you have to throw out Rogue One and Solo up. then. Well, but but they're purposely standalone movies. They even call them a Star Wars story. Like they, they're not, they're, they don't even attempt to be a trilogy. But they're still Star Wars films. But they're still Star Wars films. So if you lump them so, into Star Wars films, you but, still are Star Wars but films. But they do stand on the shoulders of trilogy storylines that have been set in place. So that's I, why that I, makes I agree, question. but do they fall under the same criteria? Yeah, so that was actually going to ask. So Rogue One, hands down, feels like a Star Wars movie to me. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I watched the first hour of it. It moves so slow. It moves so slow. Like, I can't, I I can't rewatch that one. It moves so slow. <laughs> but is that preference or is that truly bad storytelling? Like, it, like, yes, it was slow, but it was a good, it's, it's establishing the stakes slow. It, well, so that movie felt like I had to have consumed other media to be caught up to speed. Like, it didn't mm, feel okay. like it was a standalone movie. It felt like I had to read some books to get a little bit more context, or I had to, you know, look at, watch this cartoon series to get a little more context. And I don't want that in my standalone movies. I want everything, this is everything I need to know about this thing. And they didn't pull it off well in that movie for me. Okay. They did have great elements in it. However, I, I do. But I don't love I, it. I do feel like uh, Rogue One, though, at least fit into the Skywalker arc that was happening between one through six. I whereas, agree with that. Whereas Solo just kind of was hanging out there somewhere and didn't didn't really add. I'm happy it was a, it with was Solo a, in the fact of it was the a production movie. that went through it. Like, like, I think if Ron Howard actually started and was able to do his vision, we'd have a completely different film and it would have been awesome. And you might only have uh, Glover and Harrelson as the only people that are actually cast in that film from one to one. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. I think everybody else is complete recast just about. I um, was, but I think it'd be a completely different story. I thought the casting for Chewbacca was spot film. on. All right. So yeah. we do need to Stormtrooper wrap this. number five was great. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to wrap this up here, but I think we're all, we all at least have some semblance of agreement on what makes a star Wars film. I, it comes back to the arc, the characters, the story that's being told. Um, and so at the end of the day, do we feel like the standard changed? Um, yeah. So the answer to that, watch eight of them. It's, again. it's multifaceted as a brand. It has changed and that's due to sheer quantity and who now is controlling the reins. But, mm -hmm. but at its core, should they have moved away from the original recipe that led to its success and its cross-cultural phenomenon? Well, they went away with that in like episode two. So George went away from it. Yeah, well, but he, he still he still resonated with some people because Revenge of the Sith for the longest time was still in the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time. So it, it still struck a chord with some people. A, a lot of a lot of that's nostalgia. I worked in movie theaters when that came out. A lot of that's nostalgia based. Like they just want it to be good. But so they go back multiple times just to be sure that it's rose colored glasses. But are nostalgia means that you got something right the first time. The first time the original trilogy, anything after that, not so much. So I'll build my, on Zach's if I can okay. build on Zach's point as, as kind of my conclusion when the original trilogy came out and as it still stands now, you know, its story is the classic hero's journey. That mm -hmm. was hardly mm -hmm. a new thing, right. even when it came mm -hmm. out. In fact, you it was cliche at that point, but they did it with characters that were so engaging and I think so endearing and lovable to an right. extent and, and a universe that can hold truly that truly cared about and a unique, beautiful, 
um, universe that invoked wonder and and, you know, the the force and, and these these fantasy mysteries almost. I think those elements are what set it apart because the storyline, it, it is cliche to a certain extent. Um, well, and the consistency of so, character. Right. And so they, they did it. They kept going. They kept recycling those starting in the, the prequels, whereas the original trilogy had like, these are your people. Right. Yeah. And well, so like a good myth, that, you have archetypes. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess it boils down to, for me that the argument that, well, we have to do it different just for the sake of doing it different um, just doesn't hold up because no. Lucas, mm-hmm. like I said, he took something that was very cliche at that point. and did something that resonated with plenty of people and still does today. So I'm with Zach. Has it changed? Unfortunately, yes. Should it have Absolutely. changed? No. And I, my last piece of evidence is, and I know Andrew's going to hate me for this, but there are plenty of EU novels that are now considered <laughs> legends that follow. <laughs> no, the, I've read the Thrawn. They're, yeah, they're good books. So prime example, right? It continues on the original trilogy. It introduces new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that you would expect out of the sequel movie, new characters, new settings, new everything that still loops in the Skywalkers. And it does it amazingly because the story yep. is actually good and the characters are written in a way that you actually care about them. And, and most Star Wars fans will never read it. And, but but well, stuff, that fans, stuff that fans will watch is take the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is amazing. builds off of the original trilogy storyline, that same universe, gives you characters that you actually care about and have an arc. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the choice that Mando has to make in episode one, he had he had to mm-hmm. he had to break away from his culture, his code to save a baby that he knew nothing about, but yet was an essential good. And from a filmmaking standpoint, they introduced technology that was not distracting from the story, but yet pushed the limits of what was possible. And film. The Mandalorian yeah. is Star Wars is Phoenix. Ooh, I want that on a t-shirt. Mandalorian like <laughs> is Star Wars is Phoenix. Where's this Phoenix? From the That'd ashes. be his new sigil. Oh, that's my Mandalorian sigil, I call it. <laughs> the biggest factor in something feeling Star Warsy, uh, I think for all of us, it simply comes down to solid storytelling. Um, it's Amen. a good Star Wars, a good Star Wars film tells a complete story, a great story that has great characters in it. And we feel that with there, clear good and evil, mm-hmm. clear and there have evil. been moments and, mo- and whole movies that have done a great job of that. Some have been a bit muddled to say the least and others. We just feel haven't done that <laughs> sequels. Um, <laughs> But great discussion, guys. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. It was good. Hey, I mean, I have so more it, thoughts. Can we put them on the blog? Oh, my gosh. I, we Can could we put have them on been the blog? here, probably been here for another while. Yeah, listen, we'll, uh, listen uh, if we talk anymore, it's going to be forced. Let's, Zach uh, and I, <laughs> I'll see if I can get the Ugnaughts, Aaron, to uh, work behind the scenes. Yeah, on, please um, do. Zach and, and I have stayed up till, you know, like 4 a.m. around a campfire talking about this stuff. And we're on the same side. When so like you can 15. only imagine how long this could go if we keep on. Listen, fellow, fellow <laughs> daggum nerds out there, everyone listening. If you could only see our show notes right now, I'm pretty sure we could submit this as a Ph.D. dissertation on our thoughts. So just know that you got the abbreviated version. This, hey, this is a, yeah, at they least a master's about degree. This. It's not that good to think about it that much. But honestly, at the end of the day, <laughs> for me, true. these are films and like my my son and my no, wife. No, they're not. Andrew. actually matters a little bit more than this. You're even dead though to me. I do enjoy it. There's so You're much more than films, now. Andrew. You just don't understand. So my kids are old enough to actually watch Star Wars. I, I know Aaron's are as well. 
they prefer the new the sequel trilogy. <gasps> yeah, oh, when right. I was little, I preferred yeah. hot dogs to flame mignon. So I get it. I loved so Attack of the Clones when it came out, and I was that's true. 10, I 11. I yeah, too. listen, yeah, I, I love fruit roll ups. I, like, I loved eating boogers. I was like Kevin. 20 when the I could go came on. Out. Well, I still enjoy eating fruit, fruit gushers. I've so. only let my kid watch the original Gusher, trilogy awesome. because I'm a good dad. Well, guys, we need to kick it over. <laughs> we need to kick it over to our game today. Uh, Hashtag responsible parent. <laughs> I, he's we'll have the jar jar talk when he's a little older <laughs> whatever it takes jar jar that's no bueno listen no matter how you do it it's a jarring conversation <sighs> well today's game oh. is brought to you by maleshko uh making videos should be fast and fun find out how at maleshko.com that's m-i-l-e-s-h-k-o.com you can also go to dadgumnerds.com and our sponsors page and it'll take you right there they really did support the show getting us started. So, mm-hmm. uh, so let's kick it to our game. Uh, Kevin, what are we playing today? We are going to play some more dadgum feud. Mm-hmm. So I'll explain it to everybody real quick. So I open an incognito browser in Google and search some questions that are related to our show topic today. And in this case, it's the Star Wars trilogies. Um, and these guys have so to the best guess Star Wars. the top autofill result based okay. off of what I'm searching. And so to get, uh, do we know who I need to call on? We're going to have some buzzers for everybody. So Andrew, what's your buzzer today? Mine. Zach. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you, so you're staying with that. Yeah. You're still, yeah, it's a star. It's, with the Charlie lightsaber. Brown lightsaber. it's a lightsaber. Look. <laughs> no, that's thunder followed by Charlie Brown's teacher speaking into the telephone. <laughs> Here, yeah. let, let me do Kylo Ren's. <laughs> I actually yeah. thought it was kind of cool, but okay. Nah. <laughs> Yo, you're entitled right, to be wrong. It's and okay. Aaron, <laughs> and Aaron, what is yours? That's my R2D2 wine. <laughs> I thought it was a baby elephant, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a sad R2D2. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad, actually. <laughs> but we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> All right, so question number one. So we'll start with the prequel trilogy. Oh boy. Why does Darth Maul Mine? Aaron. Have a double bladed lightsaber. No, but it is on the board. It's like number seven. Zach. Die in the first episode. No. Mine? Aaron. Have face tattoos. (laughs) Have tattoos is on there. It's number about number six. Mine? Andrew. Lose? No, he shouldn't have, though. He should have been in all three. Zach. That did come back from the dead. Not just force push Obi-Wan down the ventilation shaft. Wait, no, no, Are no, you no, no. really it thinking ha- that the <laughs> internet's going to go that far? Well, I mean, I'm sure it would have do- been more stupid. Like, why did, Why he not die, Obi-Wan? Why Why not die? It does have to do with his appearance. Mine? Andrew. Wear only black. Won't. No. Won't. Okay. See, Zach. look, I started answering before he answered. I knew it was wrong. <laughs> Um, have horns have horns number one answer Ah. i was gonna i have to ask was have yellow eyes on there no so top three is why does darth maul have horns Mm -hmm. why does darth maul look like that fair question (laughs) straight to the point why does darth maul hate kenobi okay well uh, that's that's like i would argue chopping him in half is pretty good i've got two reasons why uh-huh. <laughs> and then I have two, the bottom I, I have two fun results. Um, one is for people who don't read books like me. Um, why does Darth Maul show up in solo? 
I mean, that's legit. Yep. I mean, I, that's legit. Yeah, that's, that's legit. My wife so watched Solo like with me and was like, wait, didn't he die? And I'm like, yes, baby, he did. The long story. Much did. Long story Even I had I. to pause for a second. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. This would take about six seasons of a cartoon show to explain to you. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So no, actually on. and add a seventh so, and maybe in some another <laughs> show, too. Yeah. Well, it makes so, sense that it took three rounds for me to get that answer. We had to go around the horn a couple times. We did. We did. Oof. So now to the original trilogy. Man, that killed the momentum in the room. <laughs> it really <laughs> did. It usually does. <laughs> Man, that was like an airlock. <laughs> Why does Darth Vader. Mine. Andrew. Have a red lightsaber. No. <laughs> Lightsaber's not even on the board. Aaron. Wear a helmet. Super close. Won't. Mask. Won't. Mask. Yeah, we'll go with okay. that. Ah, yeah. oh. oh, come on. Give me that one. That's, yeah, that's we gotta so give that close. Yeah, that's, that's, that's close enough. Close. That was super close enough. So top three, why does Darth Vader wear a mask? Why does Darth Vader die? Why does Darth Vader not recognize R2-D2? Those are the top three. Oh. oh. When does Darth... Yeah. Wait, wait, R2-D2? Did you see R2-D2? Do they... R2-D2. Are they in the same room? Uh, I should know this. I'm embarrassed. Well, in the prequels, uh, yeah. like he's all over the place, and like he sees him in the. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I but mean, it, like, like in the sequels, they're tight. Maybe on the. I don't know. I have to think through that. <laughs> my favorite search result is the last one, and it's something that I have never thought of in my entire life, which is why I like it. Hmm. Why does Darth Vader have an accent? I've never thought of James Earl Jones of having an accent, but I guess he okay. does. Never thought of it. Huh. That's a good point. I never did either. <laughs> never thought of it. I don't care because it's awesome. Wait, is that just yeah. English people Googling that? It's what I'm searching for my house. Why does he have an accent? Ooh. Wow, that was awful. I don't even know what accent that was. <laughs> yeah, no, you it need was to not apologize good. to Brim right now. <laughs> I apologize to the human voice for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the sequel trilogy. Um, Could you count up Andrew's points again, real quick, before we move on? He still has, he know, still has nothing. He still has nothing. But he, oh, zero. I'd like to remind you who won last week. I think this is where it was, was, was last week. This is where it was That's last no week. That's no moon. Too. That's Andrew's points. <laughs> <laughs> so on to the sequel trilogy. Why does Kylo Ren mine? Andrew <laughs> wear a mask. Number two answer. Oh, dang it! He should have wore it the whole time. <laughs> he, <laughs> he should have. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Spoiler alert, die at the end. Just die. So I'll take it. Just die. Yeah. Oh, that one. Was was one of the top three something about his lightsaber? Why does his lightsaber look different? Okay, that okay. was gonna be my okay. Wow. We would have Wow. One, wow, two, we three. Gotten, yeah, we would have swept it. Take yeah. that internet. Woo. We're getting better at this. My favorite answer was why does Kylo Ren hit himself? I was going to go with take his shirt off. Yeah, I was going to say go shirtless. Because maybe. No one asked for that. No one asked for that. Because the director at the time. That's no moon. That's his chest. (laughs) (laughs) So final question. It's a dad related question. (laughs) Go over the points real quick. Aaron has one. Zach has two. Andrew has a moon. Zero. (laughs) So this one is worth three points. Everyone's still in it. I still have hope. One of the most depressing searches I've done. Oh, Oh, no. Why do dads? Why do dads? Why do dads? Why do dads? Not do dads. Yeah, I was going to say do dads. dads. Why do dads? Why do dads? Why do dads? 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 Aaron. 
yell at their kids. <laughs> no. But some of the results are amazing. So open-ended. Die before mothers. Ouch, no. If we're going sad, mine? Andrew. Leave? Number one answer. Oh, yes! Oh, Andrew, did you really want to so win? Depressing. Did you really want to win it like that? No, wow. I don't. <laughs> I do not want to win the game with that. Ooh. You need to go hug your son now. I really do. <laughs> Super fun answers, though. Other than that Please. one. So I was like, Please. oh, man, do I really want to do this one? But the other answers are so great. Okay. Why do dads sneeze so loud? Oh, true. That's a good one. Okay. Why do dads write in all caps? <laughs> also a fair question. There's so many other great ones. I don't want to get no know if I want to go through them all. Why do dads shake their snacks? What? Shake their snacks? You've all seen this before. Yes, I, I do. I do, I do all that. this. I do that. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh! Why I'm do dads hate boyfriends? Like it. That one's kind uh, of obvious. Yeah, that's a, that that's required easy. a Google search. Uh, apparently, that's yeah. by the boyfriend. Uh, yeah, wait, it's by the or boyfriend. potential boyfriend. Apparently. The, home, the homeschooled boyfriend, right? Yeah. Some of the other great ones are out. why do dads tell dad jokes? I'm like, because they're dad. Uh, yeah. That's in our job description. And, and why do dads make dad noises? So I'm like, I don't know what a dad noise is, but I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a, a fart. Dad... Uh, yeah. It's, well, the, the next uh, one is fart so much. No, no, no fart it's, so much? it's okay. weird guttural things. Like watching <laughs> a movie, you'll hear him go like, Argh. it's like, what? What creature what, what just died in or your like, throat? Crack their neck or play with their teeth. Yeah. Dad noises. All right, so one more time, Kevin, I need you to read the results of this game. Aaron, you got one. Mm-hmm. Zach, you got two. And I believe for the second week in a row, two for two is Andrew with three. Andrew squeaks a victory at the end. I'd yeah. like to point like out that Zach and I's answers were infinitely more uplifting. Yes, but I'd like to point out that would. Andrew has more points than you. <laughs> I would just like to point out Andrew. I mean, Aaron and I had no context for answering that one. So we were just we were just like, you know, clueless. <laughs> Well, I can tell you what I learned this Gone. week was that I apparently have some clutch ability to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to We're Andrew. Backed up against the wall. I learned that we clearly need to talk about the new Star Trek movies, Kevin. Yes. Yes. That needs to be true. on the docket soon. I, I don't hate them, but I have thoughts. I just, I don't love them, but I do think they're better than every new Star Wars movie. So I learned... Every that one of, mm, I, every new Star Wars movie I do, okay. in terms of rewatch for me, I'd re- okay. like if you a rewatch. You rewatch, Kevin, I'll go with that. You, okay. For rewatch on for rewatch, rewatch value. Okay, I mm. think we can see a little bit more eye to eye. Zach, you. <laughs> uh, I learned that I I thought that I was going to absolutely disagree with Kevin on this topic, but you know I I actually I, I'll concede that if you go movies only. Which is what the topic was. Which, which to your point, was what the topic indeed was. Uh, if you take it in a vacuum, which space is a vacuum, you're right. The yes. the movies have I'm d- changed I'm doing their pretty standard. Good. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I still good. have far more to say, but I'll save it for the blog. Sea <laughs> World, good. you can find common ground. Sea World? Unless you're Sea World, in which case you just have water, not ground. Gosh. You gotta walk somewhere. Uh, kind of like Camino. Kevin, pun count this week. What you got? <laughs> Three. Uh, okay, Ooh. okay. Okay, oh, we need to step I've been keeping game. a tally step mark up, here. What do you got? What do you have? I have seven. Oh, there seven. goes the common ground. Seven. Okay, listen, most of the time y'all are making some sort of <laughs> what you know, catamani comment, and I'm making an amazing pun. Next time I'll make Are a- you on mute? No. I, <laughs> no, next time, just don't next time I'm like, just gonna okay, make a pun noise. I'm gonna keep track of these just in case y'all miss some because I'm getting credit for this. 
Well, apparently Listen, Kevin yeah. just doesn't care about your puns. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I well, I only really like the bad ones. Like if they're good, I really don't care. Like if they make me go, oh, that was painful. Those are the ones you I actually like. Three good ones this week. No, that so means there was like three, three about puns. Jar Jar alone. Yeah. So. Listen, there there's eight listeners. Prove me right, please. <laughs> re-listen to this episode because this episode does have rewatch value. Well, well, you know, re-listen re-watch value. value. Man, rewatching that podcast is going to be dope. It was awesome. <laughs> Those wave lines were killer. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. We really, really, really do mean that. Um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, we invite you guys to go ahead and do that. Uh, subscribing and rating on whatever platform you're on uh, helps other people like you guys, other dadgum nerds find the podcast. Uh, it also makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. So just do it for the warm and fuzzies. It's like giving us a digital hug. Yep. Feel free to share too. Great place to go is our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter profiles. We post updates about the show there. Have some fun with our ever-growing community of dadgum nerds and field questions and comments for the podcast. Uh, speaking of which, we want to hear from you. If you've got a question for the podcast, a comment, snide remark, dad joke, or really anything you want to get in touch with us about, you can either write in on social media uh, or our preferred way is to visit dadgumnerds.com contact and send us a note. Like I said, we read every single one of those. They mean a lot to us. So bring it on. Bring it. And if you've not visited our website yet, dadgumnerds.com, you are missing out on the full Dadgum Nerds experience. You can listen to the podcast on there. But more importantly, we're updating our blog consistently with all manner of geek and nerd topics that go beyond what we talked about here at the podcast. You'll probably see some Star Wars content here because we have more to say on this topic. Pretty sure Aaron is going to write like six articles after this episode alone. Easily. And that's fine. Uh, if you want a t-shirt, mug, throw pillow, or even a skateboard that's plastered with the Daggum Nerds logo, then check out our merch store. It is the perfect way to support the show. And you can find more info at dadgumnerds.com. Gotta buy that dad swag. So I'm going to kick it over to our dad joke of the week. We actually got another one in, which is super exciting. Aaron, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so this is from Maya, submitted Maya. on dadgumnerds.com. Um, so, uh, guys, what do you call two chess champions bragging about themselves in a hot air balloon? I'm so happy. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, that would be two chestnuts boasting in an open flyer. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my that gosh. Awesome. That is amazing. Good job, Maya. Good job. I hurt. Wow. You, should be proud of you know what? As far as good, as far as good dad jokes, that one's up there. Yeah. No. Oh. So four or eight, depending on what you're talking no. about. Right now. Full of hot <laughs> air, Zach. Prove us wrong, guys. Check. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have. Basket case. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. We will catch you later, dadgum nerds. And may the force you guys. be with you. Game over.